the world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation Podcast. Catch the Michael Savage Podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy Podcast. I am Lisa Tahir, your host, and I am really excited to share today's guest with you because she is also a licensed therapist and podcast host. Today, we are with Chris McDonald, and her and I met because she reached out to me wanting to connect, and I'm just really delighted to share Chris with you. She is the host of Holistic Counseling Podcast, the Holistic Counseling Podcast, as well as owning a group practice online called Path to Hope Counseling. And Chris really loves to help therapists deepen their knowledge of holistic modalities without being afraid to do so. Chris wears several hats. She is also the author of Self-Care for the Counselor. You can find her as well on Insight Timer and the Aura app. And I love to share websites early on. Find her at her work and podcast at holisticcounselingpodcast.com. And with that, Chris, I'm going to bring you into the stream. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. How are you today? I'm great. I've been enjoying your podcast. There's so many topics that we have in common that we both are having on our podcast. I know. I noticed. I was just listening moments ago to your recent show having to do with helping therapists not be afraid to share intuitive and holistic gifts. I wonder if you could start with us. What is holistic counseling? Yeah. Like starting somewhere there, I think, could be a good place. Yeah, recently, like a few years ago, I had started identifying myself as a holistic therapist, holistic counselor, and because I realized that I am treating the whole person, and that's a little bit of what the difference is. So with traditional counseling, it's more about the cognitive approach and looking at unhelpful thinking and being able to change that in therapy, you know, as well as the relationship. But when we are holistic therapists, we're treating the whole body 
mind and spirit. So I bring a lot of the body into therapy. I'm more of a somatic therapist as well. So I use yoga in session with clients, breath work, mindfulness, meditation. So a little bit of some of the things that you don't think about with therapy. Um, So more of an integrative approach, I guess you could say. You know, Chris, everything you're speaking right now, I jotted down a few bullet points yes. So mm-hmm. uh, on my page. So I let's just go there right now. I always love understanding one's personal connection to the work because I sure. became a therapist because from when I was five years old, I actually scribbled on a note and my parents found it. I want to be a psychiatrist. And I knew when I started therapy as a client when I was 21, that this is what I want to do with my life. My therapist helped me heal so much from some childhood wounds and traumas. And I knew I wanted to help others do the same. What's your personal connection to the work? I don't have that story. (laughs) I did not always want to be a counselor therapist. I I want to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I want to be an, I want to be an artist of all things, right? I'm very creative side. And that's why I'm loving being in business for myself because I love to be creative and create new programs, especially for therapists. But um, my my story starts, I was a school counselor actually for 16 years. So I uh, I had terrible school counselors. <laughs> that was yeah. my motivation. They did not help me at all. It was really difficult for me in high school. I remember I moved in high school, which is really hard as a teenager. And my school counselor was just so cold and unhelpful. And I was like, you know, I can do better than this. I wanted to barely be there for other teenagers who felt lost and scared and having a difficult time. So that's how I kind of started. I was a little bit lost, unsure what I wanted to do. And I had found a local school counseling program. And I was like, this would be awesome. I would love to guide young people towards goal setting and figuring out what they want to do with their lives and just being that source of comfort at school. I did not have that. So that that's kind of how I got started. And things kind of moved from there that I found some of these holistic modalities. I started to use breath work in the school system, moved on to meditation and then yoga and got my licensure in the school system. And that's where I got my hours and moved on from there to doing more therapy. You know, it's interesting, Chris, hearing what you're sharing, because you were on the opposite side of the same coin as I was. My therapy experience was positive and inspired me and helped me have the awareness and knowing this is what I want to do. And because you had an experience that wasn't a good fit or as helpful, it inspired you to want to provide services to adolescents that were helpful. So I think it's interesting. We came at it in different ways, but with the same desire to be of service and really help others. Absolutely. Yeah. Mine was very different because I'd never had therapy till I was an adult actually. So yeah, it's, it's been a journey for sure. But one thing I've learned, you know, Lisa, is that things change and shift. And I was a school counselor and then I became a mental health therapist. And then, you know, I'm moving on now to, as you, as you read, I have lots of different roles. So I'm an author. I'm also a meditation teacher, which I never thought would be possible and a yoga teacher. So integrating all these different roles has just been awesome. So I love redefining myself. And I think that's the beauty that your listeners can take away from that is that we don't have to stay in one role in our life. We can always expand and 
figure out what where we want to go and and just try different things. And I think that's really exciting to give oneself permission to try new things. Yeah, the power in that, right? Yeah. I was just speaking that with a client yesterday who felt afraid to try new things, even being in their just mid-20s and feeling like the decisions they made around their profession were set. And I, I was actually so shocked by that because to me, that's such a young age to do everything you want to do. And yet I sense that this individual was feeling so much fear around that and no one had even told them that it's okay to experiment. They came from a family with a lot of pressure to succeed. And it was so surprising to me that that somebody that young would feel that much kind of like they're locked in to a set yeah, thing. And absolutely. I was so happy to be able to share like, absolutely not. You will always be able to change and try new things and reinvent yourself if you want. And that can be actually really exciting. It can absolutely feel scary as well. Of course, for sure. As you build confidence with new things. Absolutely. How do you help therapists, particularly that you work with, integrate more holistic modalities if that has been unfamiliar for them? Yeah. So on my podcast, I've been sharing a lot of different ways to build confidence because that's the number one thing I found from listeners is they struggle with that. It's because it is scary as a therapist because we do have licensing boards. We do have rules, regulations that we do have to follow ethical guidelines. So we do have to be careful. We have to have caution. But we can do this. It's within our scope of practice, within our scope of competence. Once we start to get these trainings, get the supervision or consultation that we need. So it is possible. So I, I like to give therapists that hope. And one thing I have is a Facebook group for therapists that's called the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group that provides that community and support. Because one thing that I found, I live in the South, I'm in North Carolina, yes. is I didn't have much community as far as ho other holistic providers. So I've really been working on building that, that relationships and community where I am, which I have started to build that and continuing to build that as well. Locally, I have different holistic get togethers called holistic happy hours where we just get together <laughs> and talk about <laughs> all things holistic and socialize and hang out. And people are so excited. Therapists are so excited to be a part of this. So there's different like in-person things I do. And then, of course, online. And right now I'm in the process of starting a course for therapists of how to integrate yoga into clinical sessions ethically and safely. So that's the other piece that I'm, I'm working on now and jumping into this realm. You know, I think that's awesome. I'm just turning down my thermostat. I'm, that's okay. I've been getting warm flashes, to be honest. And so... <laughs> I feel like I need to drop the temperature a little bit. I'm listening to you. So one of the things you just said. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
the world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. That struck me, and I'd love to talk to you more about it, is when you talked about being a licensed therapist and the rules and the guidelines and the licensing board that I think some people perceive as restrictive, I have found to feel very safe and freeing for me. And I think that's because I came from a family where when I was younger, there weren't consistent boundaries or rules to keep me feeling safe or even knowing what the expectation is. Those expectations were always like a moving target, depending on the mood per se of of my parents. And so it was very chaotic and, and like hard to navigate how to be. And as a result, I developed some beautiful qualities, like like having a really strong intuition and such. But you know, and we know that that can also be hard to turn off sometime. And, and I've done that work to be able to open and close in ways that feel good to me. So being a licensed clinical social worker, actually, I love because I feel very protected Yes. by my board and very like it gives me guidelines that I can even share with clients that help I think the relationship the client therapist relationship feel really productive and healing versus uh you know being like boundaryless or blurry boundaries so for me that's been a real plus yeah I'm glad to hear that cuz a lot of therapists I talk with there's a lot of fear based out there. Mm. A lot of a lot of people are scared, which I understand that, that people are afraid they're going to do something wrong to lose their licensure, possibly go in front of the board or, you know, legally get themselves in trouble. So actually, I've been also teaching therapists about all these ethical guidelines and, you know, how to protect yourself so that you can do these safely and ethically. And it is possible to be able to step outside of the traditional role. And the the beautiful part of this is that we connect with with clients in such a different way when we're holistic therapists. And I can't tell you, Lisa, how excited <laughs> clients are when I can integrate these with them. They're like, really? We can do this in therapy? Wow. <laughs> so they're just like, it's like touching on some of their spiritual, like today I had a conversation with a client about spirit guides because that's what she brought up. And I was yeah. like, okay, let's talk about it and tell me what you believe about this and how can we call on spirit guides to help you and how can we make this part of your treatment plan and be able to make this a goal for you if that's something you want to work on and what could that look like for you as far as setting these goals for yourself and what kind of reading could you do and so it's it's 
looking at the whole self, which could be the spiritual side too. It's absolutely our spiritual side that I think really helps make the therapy richer and deeper to ask what are your spiritual beliefs, your religious beliefs and practices or, or not, and really make that a part of the conversation. It's so healing. The, the, the clients are uh, many times they're scared to bring it up because they've had, you know, traditional therapists that they don't want to address that at all. And they're just like, wow, we can really use that. And one thing I've been using is affirmation cards in therapy. And I have them, I have an in-person office one day a week and I've been having clients take a card before they go and read it out loud. And it's just so funny how it's usually something we've talked about <laughs> the card they pick and it's like a I reinforcement for them. And they're so excited about that. And like, they can't wait till they take their card for the day. And yes. I, I, a lot of times I'll have them take it with them as a reminder of, you know, because it's, it's like the universe comes together and for somehow it, it's, it's like a summary of our session a lot of times. It does. I have used for years, the Louise Hay affirmation calendar. Oh, nice. Actually, my LCSW supervisor from over 20 years ago has given it to me every year for 20 years for Christmas. And I cherish these affirmations because my life has improved every year as a result of using them and really making the affirmations believable. Because I think when they don't work, in air quotes, is when we're trying to believe something maybe a little farther along the path than where we are. So I love tweaking affirmations. So they're believable. Like I want to believe I can have financial freedom or I want to believe I can have a loving relationship and kind of baby step to the bigger beliefs. Agreed. And, or I'm working on loving myself. I love that. Cause if you're just, if you're struggling with you know, that self-love, which lots of clients are, lots of people are in general. If you say to yourself, I love myself and it doesn't compute, right? It's not connecting in your heart. It's like saying the sky's orange. It's just not going to, it's not going to do anything for you. But if you say I'm working on this, this is something that's my goal. Then it starts, it's it's like kind of weaving its way in your heart a little bit. And it gives you that, that little inkling of, of possibility, right? That it I, does, Chris. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And it gets your subconscious mind on it to start integrating and looking for in your life the way that belief is starting to take shape. And yes. things start, you start to encounter experiences to support the affirmation that you are working to integrate. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's it's planting the seeds, isn't it? It is. And watering them. Yes. <laughs> Making our gardens. Yes. Letting the gardens grow. So, Chris, when we come back from me sharing physical from the physical health perspective, things that I take and use, because I believe physical health is such an important part of mental health. Yes. I'd love to hear about your yoga integration, because that's a physical health, spiritual health thing that you really are, are really pioneering. So when we come back, I want to hear more about that. Yes. Awesome. So y'all, I take four things every day and I want to share them with you along with discount codes, starting with Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a nootropic, which means that it has ingredients in it that support our brain health as well as to reduce inflammation, 
and help melt away anxiety and stress. And Magic Mind is a two-ounce herbaceous green shot that I drink in the morning next to my black coffee because of these ingredients in Magic Mind. There are cordyceps mushrooms, lion mane, lion's mane mushrooms, ashwagandha, vitamin C, turmeric. There is also matcha, and in matcha is an interesting compound called L-theanine. L-theanine extends the productivity and focus that caffeine can give you. That's why I drank it next to my morning black coffee, because I have gone from drinking three cups of coffee a day to not even finishing one, because with Magic Mind, I feel satisfied and focused without needing to overconsume caffeine and then feel jittery and have my stomach be upset. I'd love for you to try them and learn more. Go to magicmind.co forward slash Lisa and use code Lisa for either 56% off a monthly subscription or 20% off, 20% off a single order. And thank you, Magic Mind, for powering me. The second thing I take every morning, and it's been for six months now, is Nadovim, N-A-D-O-V-I-M. And this is N-A-D plus in a capsule. NAD plus has traditionally only been available through an IV drip. And this nutrient really goes to, it, does, it goes to every cell in the body, specifically the mitochondria. And it's been shown to reduce negative things in aging, like memory loss and functionality. It's a brain supplement that you can go research. Type in NAD+, you'll read all kinds of things. And Natovim is that pharmaceutical grade compound in a capsule because though IV is the best way to receive NAD, that's not super accessible to every day hook yourself up to an IV, but you can absolutely take these capsules and they give you 10% off in the link in the show note. Try them out. And lastly, I started taking something new. A scientist, a created with a team, a Nobel Prize winning molecule called ESS60. And it's a molecule that they have put into olive oil and it helps. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's an antioxidant. It's called My Vital C. And they're giving you $15 off to try out this olive oil that you can do a shot of or put on your salad. It has a delicious peppery taste. And go to myvitalc.com forward slash Lisa to get $15 off with code Lisa. Okay, let's go back to Chris. Chris? Hello. Hey, do you take any supplements and such for your physical health? I do. I take some. I have migraines, so I do take some magnesium and fever few for helping with prevention. Oh, good. And it works yes. for you? Mostly. Not 100%, okay. but migraines are difficult sometimes to Yeah, absolutely. Treat. Yeah. So will you talk to us about the way you integrate yoga into therapy? Absolutely. Um, one thing that 
I, I started this like in 2015 or so. I started to do some chair yoga. I had gotten some training on that. And I was like, this is amazing <laughs> that we can actually bring the physical body into sessions. And, you know, as I got more training and then I got my 200 hour in 2019, it, it was like the most amazing transformation for my therapy sessions. And to have these skills that are so helpful. I just had a client today that um, I'm just so amazed because I had given her, you know, the GAD7 when we yes. started in August and she was severe anxiety. And at that time, I remember thinking in my head, and we do have these thoughts as therapists sometimes like, wow, this she's really struggling. This is going to be a long haul. But I'm telling you today, I'm, I'm I sent her another one because I'm waiting to see because it is just an amazing transformation with her because she is taking what we've learned in our sessions with breath work and meditation and yoga and practicing them. And that's what I do with my sessions is it's not just talk therapy. We do some movement in session. We might do some breath work and then I teach them the skills so they can use it at home. She goes, you know what? This is what has made the difference is I have these skills at home to practice and not just when they are anxious, right? This becomes a lifestyle for them. Yes. So she's doing these daily and the consistency is what is changing it for her. And she has made the most tremendous progress. And that and that's what I see with my practice for people that really want to learn these and integrate them. It's just phenomenal. So the way I use it is either organically, some people they'll come to session, let's say somebody's depressed because we can do some energizing things and they're having trouble just with motivation, getting themselves going, low energy. So a lot of times we'll start maybe with some chair poses and then try to get them up and moving to get the energy flowing and I, I have some Qigong exercises I do, which is like some tapping. So if listeners want to try, you can take two fingers and just tap on your breastbone lightly. Yeah. That's one way to, it's called the thymus thump to kind of get things moving. You can tap under your collarbones. So I teach them different tapping and then some other yoga movements, which are more energizing and and it also helps them to get a little more focused in session too. So if there is an issue that they want to talk about, they're able, it kind of brings their brain back online too. Cause it's more of that hypo arousal that they're in. It's just sometimes people are just shut down, but again, yes. the opposite, opposite with anxiety. So we do some grounding exercises and help to shake that out. If you've seen animals right in the wild. So when they have trauma, they shake, right? Dogs, Mm-hmm. animals. We got to yes. do the same thing. Yes. So we, we do a little shaking, shake it out, do some ways to get the energy out and then do some soothing exercises as well. I love that. I was going to ask you for some grounding techniques. Oh, because yes. I hear a lot, you know, we hear a lot of people like I'm not feeling grounded. And I notice that's something you yes. highlight in your work. Can you share with us one that you really like? Oh, there's so many. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, for sure. So I think body scans are very helpful. Um, so being able to connect your to your each body part. So a lot of times I'll start at the feet. And I want listeners to just imagine roots coming from your feet into the earth. And one way you can do this too is to think about and imagine stress coming out through your feet or anything you want to let go of. Just release it. Let it go. 
And then the opposite is bringing in earth energy. So imagine earth's energy coming up through your feet, some soothing warmth coming up through your legs from the earth, coming up and just washing away whatever you don't need and coming up all through your core, your shoulders, arms, hands, coming up through your neck and your head and just softening in your body. Just feel that softening wherever you need it, releasing tension until you feel connected and grounded. So we can use it with affirmations as well. Your voice is so lovely, Chris. I see why you're on Insight Timer and the Aura app. You have just a beautiful voice. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of practice. Chris, where can our listeners and viewers find you if they're really resonating with what you're sharing and want to check out working with you? Well, definitely at my podcast if you want to listen at holisticcounselingpodcast.com. Um, and I do have, I, if it's all right, Lisa, I just want to share an episode that I think might be helpful. Yeah, um, episode 125, How to Slow Down and Embrace the Present Moment is a solo episode I did. So that that would be a great place to start for listeners. And um, I also have my private pa- practice website, which is ho- um, pathtohopecounseling.com. You can check me out there. Um, those are probably the, the best places. I'm also on Insight Timer, Chris McDonald. If you want to listen to some meditations, I can give Lisa the link as well if she wants to add that to Please. the show notes. I will add it. Absolutely. And I know your Instagram is Holistic Counseling Podcast, yes. as well as your Facebook, the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Yes, absolutely. Do you have a Twitter as well? I do. I think it's this. I'm trying to remember what it is. <laughs> I'll look you up to tag yes, you there. Yes, for sure. Chris, I really appreciate your time today and connecting with me. This is like such a delight. And I'm looking forward to coming on your show. Yes, I'm so excited you're going to come on my show as well. Thank you for having me. This was fun. You're welcome. This was wonderful. Thank you so very much. Y'all, that was Chris McDonald, host of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Go check her out. She has really interesting episodes that will help you by meeting you where you are answering some of the questions you might have that you haven't even verbalized, but they're kind of swimming around inside of you. And with that, I'd love to connect with you. I am at nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy.com. You can find me at NOLA Therapy on Instagram, on YouTube, and reach out to book sessions share feedback, and I'd really appreciate your five-star rating and written review wherever you listen to this show. All of my love. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy reflecting my two favorite cities and let's keep changing consciousness one conversation